Nice buns, soft, fluffy, and ultra low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious ultra low net carb bread with incredible taste and texture. Hero Bread has zero grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving. Plus, high in fiber with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Order from Hero.co now and get 10% off your first purchase with promo code AH10. That's 10% off with code AH10. H-E-R-O C-O. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to Cherry's World. Hey, everybody. It's your girl, Char Jackson. And you're listening to Cherry's World. What's up, what's up, what's up, and welcome to Cherry's World. Today, Courtney and I have a real treat for you. We got Miss Char Jackson in the house. That's right. A lot of you may know her from TV shows like Moesha, The Parenthood, Smart Guy. She was on the Mother and Daughter Experiment, and she was also doing a lot of reenactments on According to Him and Her. But today, she is here to talk to us, not about KFED, but about her new business venture called Charmonious. This is Cherry's World. Question. Are you tired of unsanitary work facilities like restrooms, break rooms, maybe even sitting at your desk with your allergies flaring up because the dust all around you is so thick you can write your name in it? Well, look no more. The answers to all your needs is here. We here at Special Care Janitorial have been servicing the Dallas Metroplex for over 11 years with a list of satisfied clients, small family-owned businesses, and large corporations We stand on giving the type cleaning your mother would approve of. If you're seeking the cleaning with care, visit our website today at www.specialcarejanitorial.com or reach out to one of our consultants at 469-772-0164. And always remember, you're special because we care. Welcome to Cherry's World. Hey, what's up, what's up? Welcome back to Cherry's World. Ain't nobody in the house but me and Courtney. We about to get a little gossip on. He told me that he got some things he want to ask me. So let's see what Courtney got in store for us today. All right, this is old news to some, but maybe new to you. So the the new movie, um, Bad Boys 3, is coming out next year in 2020. You heard about that, right? Man, I don't even watch TV or movies, but this is one I'm excited about. Of right. course I know my boys is back together. Cool. Now, this is what I got to ask you, seeing that you're an actress. How do you feel about Martin? When Martin and Will Smith first started Bad Boys, it was the director, Michael Bay, centered the movie around Martin and Martin... Martin idea to get Will in. Of course, Will Smith became the biggest star, period, in Hollywood, just about. But now for Bad Boys 3, don't quote me on this, I think Will is getting like 18 million to do this film, and Martin is getting four. How do you feel about that? 
Wow. I really wish that Will would have came in and been like, you know what? Favorite nations. Bad boys would not be the same without his favorite nations when the actors get paid the same. Right. It would have been nice if he would have, you know, went in for his boy. Unfortunately, the only people that do that are like the people from Friends and the Big Bang Theory. You know, white folks stick together, but we don't. Come well, on, Will. You well, feel it? The reason why I kind of see both sides is because Will is doing a lot. Like, as we speak, Aladdin is coming out. And I mean, that's a Disney film. So you already know what that check looking like. So I think the budget for this film wasn't as big as the, the previous ones. And what, so do you think it's fair for Will to take a substantial pay cut just to do a film? Cause it, it sounds like they, the, the reason why they haven't did bad boys is because Will has been busy. So, a substantial pay cut. Would you say he's getting 14? or something like that between 14 and 18 i know martin is only getting between three and four and i hate to say only because that's that's a lot of money but you know what they could have they could have both got 10 million he could have said okay favorite nations we both get 10 i'm not saying that will is not you know deserving of the money at all that's not what i'm saying because i get it your name and your credibility but there's also a point in time when you have to realize that it takes both of you you know, for it wouldn't be the same without either one of you there. So you have to look at the homie and be like, yeah, maybe your name value is not as big as mine right now. But if you're looking at the bigger picture and brotherhood, then you go ahead and you do your favorite nations. But I don't think Will was even thinking about brotherhood. He was just trying to get his quote and get the movie made. Okay, let me read it. Let me get get the exact since we're media and you're credible. So I got to read it correctly uh will smith is gonna snag around uh, uh, 11 more mil- 11 million more than martin he's getting 17 million and martin is getting 6 million for the film okay well let's just be real okay since i have a credible name that's like they come to us and they say we're gonna do a punky brewster reunion yeah do you think that soleil is gonna fight for me to get just as much as she gets Probably not. She's going to go in and negotiate. Now, if the shoe was on the other foot and it was me, but I'm not Punky Brewster. I'm just Cherry. Mm. You know, uh, Family Matters. If they went back and did Family Matters, do you think Jalil would care that everybody wasn't getting paid what he was getting paid? Or do you think he's going to negotiate for his salary? He's not going to go in with the friend's mentality. I can tell you right now, he's not going to go in with the friend's mentality. You think he wouldn't? I know he wouldn't. <laughs> if he didn't do it for the 10 years of the show, why would he do it now? All right, all right. I know he wouldn't. In fact, they haven't offered him the money that he wanted. That's why, we're, that's why there's no Family Matters reunion. Is this on the record or off the record? It's supposed to be off the record, but as the executive producer's niece and <laughs> as one of the actors on the show, the rest of the actors won't say it, but I'll say it. Okay, I just don't want to stop you from being on, you know. Hey, what kind of feedback have you been getting? Because the people that I know that's been listening to Cherry's World on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and everywhere else you listen to podcasts, they don't like the way I act on your podcast. They said that I don't act the same way as I do on Inside the Cave podcast. And I explained to them, I said, it's not my show. I'm a co-host and producer. I'm not supposed to come on here and act a fool on your show like that. So 
<laughs> okay, so first of all, this is not my show. Cherry's World, yes, it's named after me, but Courtney is part of my world and what makes my world happen. And Cherry's World is not inside the cave. Um, I think inside the cave is more about like womanizing and, <laughs> you know, looking at the naked booties and stuff like that. And Cherry's a woman. So it would be kind of hard for CB to carry, you know, that on over here. I don't have CB in the house. I've got Courtney in the house and Courtney is a mature man. My feedback that I've gotten, Courtney, is that your voice is sexy. Oh, stop it. Stop no, it. really, they're like, he has the perfect radio voice. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I swear. And a lot of people are asking me, so what does he look like? No, I'm nothing. I'm nothing. I'm nothing. Actually, ladies, he's really cute. Oh, on, stop it, I don't stop surround it. myself with, with, with ugly people, you know? Uh, so Courtney's handsome. Uh, they're gonna they're gonna think I got a gun to your head. I got a quick question. I gotta ask you about fi- uh, before I call it because I gotta ask you about Fifty Cent. So um, Amari Hardwick, you know who Amari Hardwick is, right? From Power. Okay, because I know you don't watch a lot of TV. Well, I know who he is because I was in a cab with him once. Oh, word! You gotta tell that story if we got time, real quick. Really nice guy. He was actually teaching me about um, the whole homeless tent city in Washington D.C. Okay. That's as far as I I can go. So does he does he sound like ghost? Because it seems like every time he talks, I just all I hear is ghost. I don't know how ghost sounds. I've never seen the show. Now now I'm with you. I don't watch a lot of TV, just like you. I haven't watched a lot, but everybody, you gotta watch Power. This is the last season. You gotta watch Power. Mm-hmm. You gotta start from the beginning. I've not. You know what? Starting yeah. from the beginning sounds like that's a lot of TV. But that you I'm- will be hooked. I will give you my stars password. You gotta, I- you gotta watch. <laughs> I'll probably go to sleep. You'll be fine. No, you will not go to sleep on that. I promise you. You will not. You will love it. We'll try. All right, here we go. This is from uh, Amari Hardwick. Um, Okay, let me give you the backstory. So 50 Cent um, has a lawsuit with a singer named Tiara Marie. You remember her? Yeah. Okay, so I guess she tried. I don't know the full story, but basically something happened and she lost and 50 wants his money, I think it's like $50,000. And she wants, and he wants interest now. Uh, Omari Hardwick goes on Angie Martinez radio show and explains that when he was broke, or when, I'm not saying, I shouldn't say when he was broke, when he first got into the game, 50 picked him up to be ghost and he borrowed like 200,000 from, or maybe 20,000. And the next year after his check came, he ended up paying 50 is 20 back, but he also gave interest. And he goes on Angie Martinez's show to talk about what black people and brown people need to understand. When someone gives you some money, no matter how long you, you have it, even if you pay it back, you have to pay interest. So I know when I first met you, you were telling me like every time you went out, you know, you always had to front the bill and stuff like that. So have you experienced stuff like when people borrow money from you and then they, do they give it back to you or do they, do they give it back to you with interest? Have you experienced what 50's talking about? Ain't nobody ever paying me back. Wow. You got to go on social media social media, and be like 50. Hey, Cherry, that's where I want to be in life. I want to be 50 Cent Petty Rich. <laughs> because that dude, he has all these brands and he's not afraid of being himself like, he would just, the stuff he posts, I'm thinking like, this could ruin anybody else's brand. 
And well, that is, Petty is 50's brand. He's made a brand for himself over being Petty. I believe it started with, uh, yeah. was, was, was Big Dude's name in Miami, who I love. Rick Ross. Yeah, well, it started with Rick Ross. And Maybe Ja Rule. Let's go back to Ja Rule. <laughs> oh, yeah, Ja Rule. That's right. I forgot about Ja. Yeah. Sorry, Ja. But, you know, he he developed a Petty Lane for himself. Yeah. But, okay, but how do you feel about what Omari said about borrowing money? Well, I think the nice thing would be to pay people back with interest. I mean, if you got it from any loan shark or a bank, you'd have to do the same thing. So if you're a businessman and you're looking at it from a business perspective and you want to go back and maybe leave that door open to borrow money again, absolutely. Mm. You pay them back with interest. But like the people who never paid me back, they can't come back and ask me for anything. Yeah, that's the worst part. Like when you can't come back, that's never want to be in that position where you can't come back because you just never know. All right, got a co- another question for you real quick. Um, let's see, where do I want to start? Uh, okay, here's a, this will probably get you going. There's a KK rally, a KKK rally mm. um, this weekend in mm. Ohio. And they're mm. telling protesters not to come to the uh, rally because it's going to incite more uh, drama with the KKK. So they're just saying, let the KKK do their thing. And, uh, don't come there to protest. Black people are never supposed to um, interfere with white people. You know, it's so funny. So I have this friend who I grew up with and I love him dearly. I won't say his name on here, but he just asked me, how come every time you're on social media, you never talk about the good relationships between black and white people. You only talk about the negative things in this history and we need to let the history go. I said, oh, so you're trying to tell me what to say now. Uh, white people have a great way of always trying to control what black people do, what black people say, because it makes them uncomfortable. And God forbid we ever make white people uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I think it's bullshit. Right. You know, they don't want the protesters to come out there because, oh, it's going to be the black people that causes the problem, not it's the KKK having a rally that's starting the problem. If black people get together, black lives matters. God we never got to go out there in peace. Mm. They didn't tell the protesters to stay home then. This is a one-sided world, but let me tell you, I can't wait till 2045 when white people are the minority in this country. Damn. Yeah, that's, they, what, that's the rumor. <laughs> that I is love. definitely rumor. That's the whole thing of this whole abortion ban. Right. Well, I even heard that they're already the minority, but I don't know. All right, I'll go ahead. Well, go. He's not in the government. They're not. All right, here's another question for you. Um, this week, they said Harriet Tubman will not, well, has been delayed on being, as being uh, the face of the $20 bill. Of course, because Trump is in office. Yeah. Trump also said that Andrew Jackson was one of his heroes, and he has the picture of him in his Oval Office. <laughs> he was also a slave owner. Yeah. So, no, she will not go up there, especially until we get Trump out of office. Yeah, I kind of predicted that when I heard when I first heard about it and I, was, and I heard it was going to take that long for her to um, actually get on there. All right, this is my last question um, for you. Uh, this week, the, I don't know if you saw this, it was live. The Jeffersons and the Bunkers came back on live TV. Did you even hear about that or see that this week? I did not see it. I did hear about it. Uh, I think it's going to be really, really hard to replicate, but I think that Jamie Foxx is talented enough to probably pull it off. 
I saw it. I actually saw it, and he did a great job. And you know who else did a good job? Um, oh, Jesus. The girl from Scandal. I can't, I, I, I'm terrible. Oh, well, you know, unfortunately, it was it Taraji? No, 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 Scandal. the other one. Carrie Washington? Carrie Washington. Nah, I'm terrible at that. <laughs> okay, I was going to say, you know I don't watch the shows, but I do know my black women. Yeah, she played um, uh, Lionel's mom. Or, no, wait, uh, Jenny's mom. The, the one that was in the interracial relationship. Uh, Lenny Hendricks' mom. Lionel. Um, no, she played Lenny Hendrick. Uh, dang, you got me saying their name wrong. I'm terrible at this. I got to get better at this. No, Lenny Kravitz. And I love Lenny Kravitz. Yeah. So I don't know how I could say his name wrong ever. She played his yeah. mom. Okay. I mean, she did a great job. Jamie Foxx did a good job. And at the beginning of the show, um, oh, God, from Chicago, Jennifer Hudson did the opening to the Jeffersons. Go ahead. She sang it. Yeah, she sang. Well, she, she can sing her ass off. For real, for real. And um, now they did they, they did the bunkers first, and um, oh man, I'm so terrible. This Marissa Tomei played Edith. Wow, I love Marissa. I guess I need to watch. Yeah, I think you should. I think you will really like it. It was like an hour and a half long. I guess you could fast forward through the commercials, but it was actually pretty good. I need to watch. You know, my uncle was uh, one of the producers and the writers of the Jefferson. Yeah, remember when I interviewed you, you told me that. So that's why I want this. That's why I was like, you got to see this. <laughs> yeah, I'll watch that. No, I haven't watched it. I'm so horrible. You know, when I turn on TV, honestly, I go to sleep. And that's <laughs> I why I don't watch it. I know. And um, now, the Norman, Norman Lear, uh, you remember him? He's yeah. A guy. Yeah, yeah. So he was actually, I didn't know he was 96 years old. Oh, yes, Mr. Norman Lear is an old man now. He's been around for a really long time. He actually gave my uncle his start. Nice. Nice. If, if you watched anything in the 80s, mm -hmm. you know that name. Yeah, he was there. He was there with Jimmy Kimmel. Um, they, it was actually live. I didn't think it was actually going to be live, live, but it was actually fully live. And um, they had a special guest appearance. I guess I shouldn't, I don't know, should I spoil it? But um, Yeah, go ahead and spoil it. Marla Gibbs, who played the original Florence, she showed up and played herself. I was going to say, who else is going to play her? That's what I want to know. I like, was thinking she was going to play Mother Jefferson, but she actually played herself. So That's awesome. Yeah. I don't think anybody could replace her. Right. And hey, I don't think if Sherman was alive, nobody could replace Sherman Hemsley either. Jamie Foxx did a good job, but he was just so tall. Because you remember Sherman Hemsley was real short. Yes. I think he probably did do a great job embodying him. He's really talented. Man, he was <laughs> played the hell out of it. Um, that was somebody, somebody else. Uh, oh, you know, remember Jack Jack A. Harris? Yes. So she, down here's what's funny. She played in that show 227 with Marla Gibbs, remember? Yes. So they both, Jack A. Harris played uh, a neighbor on there this week. Oh. So, but it was kind of crazy. I, I remember they were like best friends on 227. And, you know, you could tell like they're, I guess it must be a real big age difference because you can tell like Marla's pretty older than, but I, they, but they, they always play like, I thought they were like the same age. I didn't realize. Nah, they weren't. They're not the same age. But Jack A, you know what I'm saying? Age preserving itself. She looked good. Oh, they all I, look good. Yeah. I would love to work with Jack A one day. I really have these pipe dreams that Jack A is going to do something one day and play my mama. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that'll be fun. I just think that there's a side to Jackie that nobody has given her a chance to, um, she's always funny. You know, I think because she's so cute and sweet, but I bet you that Jack A can play some dramatic stuff like nobody's business. I bet you Jack A can cry and make the rest of the world cry with her. I, I want to do something deep with Jack A. Mm. Yeah, I'll that's, you that. that's just, I, you know, I'm just putting it in the air. I'm claiming it. That's going to happen one day. What about the mother of mothers? Oh, man, see, I'm terrible. The one who played Tina Turner's mother. The mother of mothers, Tina Turner's mother. Who was that? <sighs> Jennifer Lewis. Yeah. Is that what you're talking about? Yes. Definitely. Come on, man. Yes. Yeah. You got the queen of mothers of all mothers. Jennifer Lewis would definitely be fun. I know your listeners are probably thinking like, man, this dude here. <laughs> just <laughs> No, well, me too. I'm over here Googling, you know. Really? <laughs> and, um, and Jennifer Lewis is the business. Right. Okay, you can edit that out. Okay, we'll edit that. Okay. <laughs> uh, you know, I got to work with Vanessa Bell Callaway before. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And what? Um, I did a pilot with her and Martin Lawrence called It's a Bit Strange. Um, what? Yeah. What was this? Oh, God, I don't know. Probably like 1989 or something. What? Was, yeah, the show never went. Michael Warren, Superfly was my daddy. And... Mm. Um, Vanessa Bell Codway was, I believe she was going to be my stepmother or she was my stepmother. Mm. And I didn't know that Michael Collier was in that movie. He was the Apollo announcer. I love me some Michael Collier. Yeah. Well, now you got to tell me this. Martin is one of my favorite people ever. Um, what was he like in 89? Funny. He taught me, he told me my first dirty joke ever. I don't remember what it was, but I remember being like, what? I was a kid. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He taught me about cow balls being a delicacy. And he was like, you know, trying to dare everybody to eat them. And I just couldn't imagine eating cow balls. It was the funniest thing in the world. Right. He he was very sweet, very nice, and very fun and playful. (laughs) Why? That is crazy. So, the, so the, the the pilot never went anywhere, huh? No, it was like the original Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Oh, okay. Um, I was a witch. My brother was a sorcerer. You know, we all had these powers. I don't think they were ready for Black people to have powers back uh. then. This is Cherry's World. A natural detox can improve everybody's overall health. If you are suffering from obesity, high blood pressure, lupus, diabetes, fibromyalgia, diverticulitis, or if you need to improve your heart health, a natural detoxification can help you. Are you interested in some anti-aging or some Alzheimer's prevention? Hit us up at www.teamcherryj.com. Welcome to Cherry's World. Please give a warm welcome for my baby cousin, Sean Jackson. Hey, what's up? Big fan, big fan. How are you? I'm awesome. How about you? Good, good. Hey, cousin. Yes. Okay, so let me start this off because I know Courtney's going to want to dig into your past. I want to dig into your present real quick. <laughs> the present's better anyway. <laughs> That's right. So I've been gone a year. I won't say where I am, but I left home and I left my little cousin. Little cousin, catch me up. Tell me about this new business venture. What you got going on? Okay, first and foremost, you, you know I still cry because you're gone, right? 
I'm sorry, don't cry, love you. All right, I just had to just had to put that out there first. Okay, uh, so business adventure. Okay, chair. So you know how our skin is in our family, dude. Like everybody's super sensitive to all this crap, and we break out easily and all that type of stuff, right? Me, yes. So what I figured out was how to stop buying all this garbage that they have in the markets or the stores or whatever, because that's literally what it is, is garbage. There's more chemicals in that stuff than anything else in the world. It just makes some stuff all natural. And, you know, when you think natural, you're like, oh, that's real earthy or whatever. And you don't think that people really wash all the time and things like that because they're trying to be earthy. But that's not the case. Yeah, there's, so there's all this garbage and chemicals and stuff and everything. People are wondering why everybody's getting cancer and all this other stuff. It's because, you know, our the government regulations, they don't really care about what we're doing to ourselves. They they, they don't care. They're like, oh, you want to, yeah, is it going to make us money? Sure, prove it. So anyway, needless to say, I um, started a skincare line um, and a bath and body products of all natural products. Um stuff that I felt comfortable with my family using. I knew exactly what was in it. So it made me feel good. And, um, and that's kind of what I'm doing right now. So I have the bath and body products, which um, is Charmonious. And that stuff is like all natural soaps and uh, body butters and creams and gas bombs and all these awesome things. Um, but everybody thinks too, when they think natural, that it just has to be plain looking, whatever. My stuff is very, very luxurious looking and yummy. It all looks like a lot of it looks like food, um, like desserts and stuff like that. So it's stunning stuff, uh, but it's still natural and amazing for you. So that's that. We will post some pictures because your stuff looks like I just want to lick it. Yeah. And then no, for real. I'm looking at it now. This is not food. That is not food. No. I need to, I need to know. charmonious. Like it sounds, it can be playful, but it's kind of like sexy charmonious. It is. Come on, now. I mean, and that, and that describes me right there in a nutshell. Oh, playful, sexy. I love it. Uh -huh. Are you making this stuff yourself? I do. I make it, and and uh, Corey, she is my co-partner. So my daughter Corey, she uh, at nine times out of ten, it's she and I making everything. I mean, the boys jump in every now and again, but. Uh, it's kind of mine and Corey's little creative baby. And where can people find your products? Uh, at charmonious.com. So it's all online right now. We're hoping to do a storefront probably by next year. Um, but uh, right now it's at charmonious.com. And is it made to order? Uh, not the soaps. The soaps have to cure. So the only thing that... Uh, uh, what makes soap soap is, you know, a combination of oils, butters, and lye, um, and water. So the lye, which once you emulsify, you know, emulsify it or whatever, it's, it's basically gone, but I let it cure for four to six weeks. So the soaps, I make four to six weeks in advance, and then I put them up when they're ready. Uh, but like the body butters and the bath bombs and uh, the unicorn dust and all that stuff is made to order. I'm looking at the peaches and cream and the 4th of July. This stuff looks good. So, like... It's not a joke. <laughs> but, like, what if a kid tries to eat it? Well, hopefully they have a parent who will <laughs> let them know that it's soap. And and trust me, when they taste it, they will realize that it is soap. Remember that thing when parents used to be like, I'll wash your mouth out with soap? Yeah. Well, kids will do it to themselves. 
What if a parent tries to eat it? Because I'm looking, thinking about well, eating then, it. Well, then, hey, <laughs> hey, you know, it is all natural. It's going to wow. be nasty as hell. But, <laughs> but you're going to be okay. This but you'll good. be all right. <laughs> wow. So, Char, you were just going back to entertainment because that's what everybody wants to hear about. You were gone yes. like a month or two ago working on a project. Can you tell us about it? I can't yet. I can't. But, I mean, that's the thing. Like, you know the industry, man. Like, I, I kind of pulled back a little bit from being in the forefront all the time because I had my little splash in the media, which I wasn't really a fan of. So I pulled back a little bit from Hollywood to focus on some other stuff and build some other empires and stuff for my family and not just leave them TV money. Um, but but I'm still acting, you know what I mean? I'm still acting, I'm still I'm producing, I'm, I'm directing now. So... Um, it's just, l luckily enough, we have the luxury because we've worked our butts off for, you know, almost 40-something years, almost 40 years. Damn, that's crazy to say. Um, but since we have done that, we have that luxury to kind of work when we want to work, you know, and explore these other things in life. So, but I'm still doing it. I'm still in Hollywood. Oh, I know. That's why I wanted to let other people know because everybody, you know, I get these people who write me all the time. They're like, yeah, you have been. And I just laugh. I'm like, why y'all <laughs> You're like, if anything, I just has been that shit. I'm doing something else now. So there I you have, go. I'm having my recess. Like y'all was having y'all recess when y'all was in Philly. So. See, and that's the thing. They don't understand. Chair, they don't, they don't get it. Because we didn't have that break growing up. You know, we, we were working 14, 15 hours a day while everybody was going to school, going home, playing on their bikes and um, going to sleep. Like we, that wasn't our life. And so right. now we want to rest. We're a little tired. We want to nap. I love it because I always say, well, how can it, ain't never going to be calling me a husband. That can't offend me. So yeah, I, that that's the weirdest term to me. It's like you, you have been. Okay. Well, you, yeah, I have been a lot of things, but what have you been? Right, I have been, but I'm still a bitch. Um, exactly. <laughs> on, on that bitch mode, cousin. <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit about your relationship with social media? How do you feel about it? You know what, the social media thing to me is still so freaking bizarre, man. Like, I love the fact that I can communicate directly with, you know, uh people that support me and 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 things like that like that's awesome uh and i like sometimes that i can say what i need to say to the people that don't um it's just it's, <laughs> it's just still weird to me that people want to see me post pictures of what's going on in my life that's so bizarre to me yeah i feel like that i'm not even a celebrity like like they keep, people tell me to get your Instagram. I just I just have a hard time with social media. I do too. And and the weirdest thing is, unfortunately, it's a huge part of our industry now. Um, like I, I met with a, a casting director about a project, and they were like, "Oh, Shar, yeah, we love you for this thing." Uh, one question though: What's your social media numbers? Why? And I was like, "Wait, what?" I said, "What?" And apparently that's like a huge thing now. Everybody wants to know what your social media numbers are. So I was like, so you mean to tell me I don't have to be able to act at all anymore. I don't have to have any talent. I can just, as long as I got those numbers, you're going to put me in the project? That's crazy. Well, let me tell you how that kicks them in the butt. Being on the producer side, I've watched them do that, right? But then they get mm -hmm. the usually a cute girl, who can't act. She doesn't know how to hit her marks. She doesn't know how to find her life. 
She doesn't know her lines. Right. And so, so now everybody on set is irritated. <laughs> right. And mad, but but she got the numbers on social media. But she got the numbers. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Shaw, can I just say this, though? Like, your role as Nisi was just, like, very real to me. Because, like, I just remember one scene, in, like, in the dorm room with a guy. And I really thought you was getting ready to hit him. I don't know if you remember the scene I'm talking about. But it was, like, I guess he No, got... but I think I did hit a few people. Like, I, you know, because <laughs> I... Uh... <laughs> well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pseudo-method. You know what I mean? So... Yeah, right. I become another person. So at that moment, <laughs> whatever he was saying to me, that was real. Yeah, you so played, he might have he he got smacked. He might have got smacked. I don't know. Yeah, you played the hell out I don't out remember. I really, I really enjoyed that growing up, man, that you played the hell out that role. It's Thank so, you. It was a lot of fun. It's so funny that you brought up Nisi, right? Because Sean and I had this conversation a few years ago, and she said, yeah, because we both made a living off of being dumb. I said, oh, speak for yourself. Yeah. I was she said, yes, you were, baby. <laughs> you remember that conversation? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Wh or if we portrayed that? to be dumb, like our characters, everybody thought our characters were stupid. Like everybody thought that. Like you didn't find out that Nisi was going to like a, a Ivy League school until the very last episode. I swear to God. The entire, the entire series, you thought she was a moron. <laughs> struggling in class, can't get anything done, saying the silliest stuff. But then at the end, it was like, oh, what are you talking about? I'm going to blah, blah, blah. And it was like an Ivy League school. It was hilarious. I'm so dumb. I didn't realize that Maxine was dumb until Char said. Exactly. She said, exactly. come on, boo. You went to the movie theaters with a lawn chair. You remember that? Oh, come yeah. on. <laughs> the drive-in. Yeah. Not, not the drive-in, but the movie theater. That's OK, come on. Oh, drive-in. <laughs> yeah, we were drive-in. My bad. I was like, damn. Maybe I'm <laughs> <laughs> nah, but y'all character was more than that. I'm a fan, so y'all character was more. I, this is the first time I ever heard someone say y'all was dumb. Like I, I, I think of Nisi as being like a like a roundaway girl, like 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 the best friend that would just like fight or you know just always had um, Moesha's back. That's what I remember. Well, that sounds like somebody we know, huh? Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Oh, I like I like your description of her a lot better. <laughs> hey, hey, can I ask you this? Um, Lamont Bentley. Yes. Man, I, I, I still can, I still haven't got over that, and I know you knew him. Like, man. and so and so, if you haven't gotten over it, imagine how I feel. <laughs> man, I'm over here brother. down in this water. I had to take a sip for the homies. Yeah, <laughs> not nah, LB. That was that was my family from. Even before Moesha, you know, he and I did a show together called South Central, and uh, that's where our bond first began. And uh, that was that was my brother. Yeah, was, that was a hard hard thing. Damn, I forgot about that. As soon as you said, I rem oh man, I forgot about South Central. Mm-hmm. Damn. Look, now you just fucked yeah. up the whole vibe. Just less, Courtney. I didn't mean to, but <laughs> but you know what. No, I but I love speaking about his memory, though. Like, you know, like, if you asked me this a couple years ago, I probably still would have broke down and cried. But, like, today I'm in such a peaceful place that I love to hear people remembering him because I don't want anybody to ever forget him or, or Yvette or, you know, Bernie Mac or, or 
or, or any of the people that we Merlin, any anybody that we lost, you know, that became our family. So I don't mind talking about them as long as it um, it keeps their their legacy going and people yeah. remember all the hard work that they did and how amazing they were. Those are all my questions too, uh, Merlin Santana and Bernie Mac. Those are all my questions I was going to ask you about. I swear. <laughs> Like I mean, you can't talk about the fellas and leave out Yvette. Now that was that was my that was my best friend on the planet. Really. And uh, you know that was a really really hard one. My cousin Cherry had to help me through that one a lot. That one hit me to my core. So. That one um, hit the kids too, you know, because the kids grew up on set. Char's yeah. babies were there. Yeah. Yeah, the whole family was affected by by all of those losses, man, especially Vet and, and, and LB. What was it like working with Bernie Mac, though? <laughs> Uncle Bernie was crazy. <laughs> he was crazy. Uh, I loved him so dearly. Um, he was such an amazing person, such an awesome spirit, such a talented dude. And I remember when he came to Moesha, uh, he was a little nervous. He was like, man, you know, I'm, I don't know how I'm going to be treated here. And then we embraced him as family. And then uh, years later, once he started doing the Bernie Mac show, I actually came and did a guest star on that show. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he came up to me and just embraced me. It was just like, nah, baby girl, I mean, if you need a new home, this can be it. And I was just like, well, hey, how you doing? <laughs> wow. What a warm welcome. Wow. Yeah, no, awesome, awesome dude, man. Oh, uh, awesome dude. You got the guest star on a lot of good shit, Cuzzo. Yeah, what? I think I, I definitely stopped by everything that was on UPN. As Nisi, as a matter of fact, I think Nisi literally jumped from like four shows just doing a guest spot. Just everybody was like, can we get Nisi this week? We don't want Char, but let me get, can we get Nisi? <laughs> so I definitely guest starred on like everything on UPN. But, but yeah, guest starring was my thing for a really, really, really long time, man. I, I think the majority of stuff that was on TV, I probably appeared in at least once. What was your favorite? Um, TV-wise or just period? Like my favorite all-time job. Oh, damn. Okay, favorite all-time. Okay, favorite all-time was probably Good Burger. Oh, shit. Uh, well, and what a, lot of, what a lot of people don't know is I actually interviewed with Char for the same part, and she got it. Really? <laughs> we, no, no, we did that a lot in our life. Like, it, it was always, like, we would show up, or we'd call each other, be like, yeah, I got an audition tomorrow. Oh, yeah, where is it? Oh, well, I'll see you there. Like, it, that, that happened the majority of our life. But it was, I could have never, like, I know why she got the part. <laughs> Welcome to Goodberg, huh? Well, the Goodberg, man, take your order. <laughs> I could never <laughs> any of those lines the way she did. She killed it. <laughs> it was so much fun. Like I had so much fun working on that film that it was insane. We all we did was laugh and joke and be silly and get get work done and get a check. It was beautiful. Man, y'all don't know how this make me feel as a fan cuz like this is my era. I don't know nothing about stuff that happened after 2003. So like all this stuff right here I ain't mad at about, you. Hey, this is my era. Like I'm like a this is this is just dope for me. Like this, I love this right here. I can talk all day about this. I was say, I think it was dope for us too, because for me, going to the movies, first of all, to see the movie Good Burger was yeah. awesome, but I got to watch my cousin right. in the movie. 
And yeah, we're both like super, super fans of each other. It's insane. Oh yeah, that, like I am her fan. Like if she does something, I don't even watch TV, yeah. but I watch everything that she's ever done. It, it's crazy. It's crazy. Like, and then I'll go to the movies or something and see something, not knowing that she was in it, and like call like, "Nigga, oh my god, I saw you!" <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. It's really stupid and super excited, and that's just how we've always been, man. It's, it's incredible. <laughs> I mean, I, I walked in my grandma's house, you know, and my grandma is sitting there watching. You did some some something on VH1 or something, the the exercise show or something. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I, the uh, Fit Club. The Fit Club, and I, I'll never forget. And can I say what Grandma said? I know you're going to get mad. I shouldn't Please, it. yes, please. Yeah, no, go ahead. This is Grandma okay. used to be. We're not, we're not talking about Kevin and Brittany today, okay? But right. when I walked in, my grandma was sitting in a chair, and she was eating something, and she turned around, and she said, call your cousin. I said, what? She said, tell her ass if she cried one more time about Kate on this fucking TV. <laughs> <laughs> I had to explain. I had to explain to my grandma about about editing. I was like, "Look, grandma, look. They asked me about that food probably two times, man. They asked me for like four hours and use that in eight eighteen episodes." Wow. So, I said, not only do we watch each other, but the whole family is really engaged and extremely supportive. Oh yeah, of us and what we do. Man, yeah, and our family is incredible. I see. Wow. Yeah, we are lucky. So it, it don't matter if you walk in grandma or well, well we won't be walking in grandma's house no more. But and I don't understand like <laughs> But Grammy's <laughs> you know? right. Can I can I get your opinion on something? What what you thought about the way Moesha ended? It sucked. It wasn't supposed to end. Right. Um we were actually we found out two weeks before we were coming back, uh that we weren't coming back. Um, yeah, the network, you know, had a change of heart after whatever happened. I, I don't necessarily know, but, uh, we were, we, I mean, we gone all hiatus and prepared to come back and we were two weeks out and then it was like, you know what, actually, never mind. And it's crazy because like, if this was, if this was now, Netflix would have picked that up. Cause it was, I mean, cause the oh, last episode, right. You know what I mean? So that's just crazy how, how the world just changed like that. Don't but you know, the beautiful thing is Netflix can still pick up a reboot. So you oh. never know. I, I hear my friends at 90210 are coming back. So, Damn. Yeah. so you never know. That just goes that the 90s was just the best era because the, all the shows from the 90s are just getting like a second life. That just goes to show. It was beautiful. Yeah. It was beautiful. It's when comedy was comedy. It's when, you know, it, it was just, it was a good time. It was a good time. I had so much fun in the 90s. It was insane. Right. So if they were going to do a reboot of Moesha, what would you see happening in the first episode? That is, the, and that I think is the number one question because my, my question to the people that I've spoke to who have mentioned it was, uh, all right, well, how do we address, you know, all the beautiful people that are no longer with us? That's, that's my first thing. Yeah. And what, what is, what is the new storyline where, what what makes it make sense? And um, I actually came up with an idea. Chair, I'm going to call you later, too, because I have um, an idea that I want you to help me write the script. Um, sure. I don't know if you guys know how, how beast mode Cherry is at writing scripts. Like, she's insane. Like, it's bonkers. I know how to talk it and say it, but I don't have the patience to sit down and I, write I it down. I read her book. 
Oh, well, there, well, there you go. There no, you go. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so I'm going to call you later about that, but, um, but yeah, that's the biggest thing is like just trying to figure out what direction it would go in. What would, what would it be about? I mean, one of the beautiful things about Moesha was, you know, she was this adolescence growing up, you know, it kind of in the hood and, and, you know, going through life, middle-class hood, basically, and, and going through life trying to uh, figure out what life is all about. Yeah, now she's going to come back as a, as a grown-ass woman, so she should probably have an idea. I bet you she does. Okay, now, I don't want to get all caught up in Moesha. <laughs> I want to go back to the present time, and I want to ask you a question that was posed to me earlier, because we grew up together. We have a lot of the same friends and family, and right. here, so I want your take on it, too. Okay. I was told that men and women cannot just be friends. That is an absolute lie. And whoever says that, they are just, uh, they either are a fucking horn dog that just can't control themselves or, <laughs> or they just uh, don't understand the boundaries. Like I, I have platonic relationships with, with men that I've never even looked at and in, in, uh, uh, thought about anything sexual. Absolutely. But those are some of my closest friends in the world. They become my brothers. It's just that. I don't, I don't, we have you know this, come on, man. Exactly. So I, I just think it's so bizarre that people are like, well, men and women can't be. No, that means you might have a control issue uh, or maybe some type of sex addiction or something that you might need to get looked at. But um, men and women can definitely be friends. I'm sorry, but even some of my homeboys got sex addictions and we still just homies. Damn. <laughs> you know exactly. I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for real. Courtney, you and I, you're married. Right. Well, well, you know what? It's easy for me to answer that question now. You know, I'm 39. But if, <laughs> 15 years ago, I probably would have had a different answer for both of y'all. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, I, I think it's, but that might be hormonal, though, Chair. Think about it. That could be a hormone thing. Like, it's men at a certain age or, you know, adolescents at certain ages, They that's all that's on their mind anyway. So... They probably can't at that point. Most of them, you know what I mean. They're, they're. I'm sure they're, they're, they're the few that that have control. But the ones that are dealing with the hormonal imbalances and all that stuff, maybe they can't. I'm, that's crazy for me because you know how I grew up. All my friends have always been men. I was always mine like, too. Come on. And see, that's the part that I couldn't understand. That I can't understand because I didn't. I, I'm not the. Don't get me wrong. I'm not the best looking motherfucker, but. I can't see myself growing up around girls like y'all and just saying, man, let's be, I want to be friends with Cherry. Yeah, you see that girl Shaw right there? I want to be her I friend. Don't, but you know, I'm going to be honest. A lot of it probably didn't start with them just wanting to be our friends. Like okay. they probably did want a bonus. Don't get it, don't get it twisted. I'm sure they but, did. <laughs> but we're so cool and so like, we'll go play basketball with you. I'm doing martial arts with your ass. Right, like, right. you know what I mean? Like. It, it, it's all, it turns into something different where you look at this like this girl and you're like, oh damn, like she for real like one of the fellas. Cherry will sit there, have a beer with you, fart right. and watch a game or something. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, <laughs> it's really on the guys though. Different. It's on the guys. It's on the guys because a lot it of is. guys, including myself, don't take the time out to actually get to know somebody. They just we're visual. We're visual people. Exactly. Know? So exactly. Yeah. And I'm sorry, Shara, I don't want to keep you forever, but I want you to use our home and our platform, like your home and your platform. What has nobody ever asked you in an interview that you wish they had? Oh, 
damn, that's good. Oh, you're good at this, Cuzzo. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying, because you know, people always ask the same shit. Like, hey, how'd you get your job on Punky Brewster? What was it like being on Urkel for 10 years? That's me some new shit. <laughs> right? No, that's real, dude. Oh, my God. Um, Damn. It's so good. Like, I got to marinate on it. Hold on. Jerry, you just got um, rid of, like, six of my questions. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> He's scratching the shit off his list right now. Like, I'm oh, my God. Real. Okay, never mind. Oh, never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Okay. Um, <laughs> but I know as an actress, like, sometimes I just won't do the interview. I don't do interviews. And it's not that I'm trying to be a bitch, but I don't want to do the same interview over and over and over again. I'm yeah. bored. Right. Um, I think, you know what, let me say this. I think, uh, I think something I just really want people to know about me is why I do what I do. Um, why I chose acting, you know what I'm saying? Or why, just literally why I act. And honestly, um, it has nothing to do with fame or any of that shit. To be honest, it makes me feel amazing making other people feel what I'm feeling. Like sharing that like bringing people in and just making people feel something, whether it be laughter or something dramatic, whatever it is, sharing that moment of feeling, feeling connected to people. That's like the most awesome feeling in the world. It is. And you, you put it so eloquently and, and you made it seem so nice. See, I think mine is a control issue. I get off on controlling other people's emotions. Right. Um, right. Explain that though. What you mean? I mean, it's the same shit I just said. Literally, she just oh. said it with, uh, like a dominatrix. Oh. Um, <laughs> she just said it with a whip. You know what I mean? But but, it, but it's, literally, it's literally the same road. It's being able to make people feel what you want them to feel. Yeah. Like if I if, want you to be pissed, I can make you pissed. If I want you to cry, I can make you cry. But yeah. I, think, I think you like entertaining them and I like controlling them. Yeah. Damn. Damn, that's deep right there. <laughs> so, so you can see who the dark cousin is, right? No, <laughs> yeah, the dark, the dark cousin is the light cousin. Go figure. Huh? Yeah, exactly. yeah. See, people never assume. There you go. <laughs> hey, I got a question. About, I got a question for you. Um, it says on your Instagram, actress, director, CEO, philanthropist, advocate, and gamer. Like, you, what do you mean by? Yes. Play games? Oh no, I'm I'm a no, I'm a pro gamer. Like I'm I'm a Microsoft Mixer pro gamer. Like I, I game, I tournament, I kick people's asses all day long in video games. That is my thing, and it always has been. She's a nerd. Um, no, I'm a oh, I am a hardcore nerd, man. Like and now it's just official. Like Microsoft made me a pro, so uh, I, I get I get paid to game now. Like literally, as a teenager, you come in the house and I'm like, come on, dude. Let's go to Crenshaw. She's like, wait, man, my game's not over. Damn. Your game? I just drove yeah. an hour to come get you. What do you mean your game? Yeah, and, and I'm like, and just wait, just wait 20 more minutes, man. Let me finish this 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 round. <laughs> wow. Wow. Hardcore. What, what, what games you play? It's not a joke. You playing NBA games, NFL games? What are you? I don't really play any of the sports games anymore. Like I, I used to back in the day, but now there's so many options, and I really like. Uh, like RPGs, role playing, MMOs, things like that. So, I'm like right now I'm playing uh, a little bit of Fortnite only because I'm prepping for this, turn this tournament that's going to take place at E3. Um, 
and Mortal Kombat. We got a tournament of that coming up, and Fallout 76. I'm, like, in love with that game. Everybody was talking less about it, but I love it, and I'm playing it hardcore right now. So that's the stuff I'm streaming. That's what's going on in my gaming world. That's crazy. I have a gamer name and everything. It's Sherlock Holmes. Don't be mad. Oh, that's what that is. I was just about to ask you what yes. Sherlock Holmes Yes. Because I am investigating and solving all the clues of these damn games. See, she was trying to have a gamer name. I was trying to have a gangbanging name. <laughs> she really was. No, you don't understand, dude. She really was. <laughs> Terry she would come me. down to my house. Like, I lived in the hood, dude. She would come down to my house from, like, uh, from the Calabasas area. And, <laughs> and be like, cousin, let's go drive down to Shaw. And I'd be like, dude, I, I, like, I see the Shaw every day, dude. I don't need to go drive down to Shaw. Cherry used to want to drive down the shop. <laughs> I was trying to see some black men. You know what I'm saying? I didn't realize that there was black men in between Calabasas and the shop. I missed the whole time. Wow. Let's go down the shop. I was like, what is this? What is this girl? Oh my God. The adventures we had with Cherry trying to find love in the hood. <laughs> <laughs> trying to find love in the hood. <laughs> trying to find love in the hood. <laughs> I was trying to find love in the hood. Y'all was trying to come to Calabasas and find love. Right, that's, right. That should be a, a title of a reality show. Trying to find love. You no, know, it really should. Oh my God, let's produce a chair. <laughs> really? Oh, do we have to tell my love about finding love in the hood? That was a no go. <laughs> you know me, I'm an open book. I give zero. You can tell all my business. I do not care. <laughs> oh, my, you know what? One thing I can say, I can say I don't care and I will share all my business, but I am so happy there was no social media when we were growing up. Like, if, when I got drunk and threw up in Roscoe's, like, I'm glad yeah. the camera phones, like, ah. Well, because, you know, because, because the camera phones in, the, in this invasion of privacy is one thing. For you to openly share, that's a whole different thing. You know what I mean? But for somebody to go post some shit that you didn't allow them yeah. to post or, you know, that's just not cool. Yeah. And that's what our society has become. Let me film everything I can. Like, why don't you be in the moment? Right. I, nobody's in the moment anymore. You know, I was just talking the other day to Unk. Um, mm -hmm. Kevin mm -hmm. A lot of people don't know Dr. Dre's uncle. He was talking about us at Larry Parker's. <laughs> when they, when they I'm sorry. <laughs> Larry Parker's was like this after-hours eatery, we would say. It people, was the spot. That's where you went after the clubs or whatever. Like, you went to Larry Parker's. It was, it was the spot. spot. But we weren't old enough to get in the club. <laughs> yeah, no, we weren't. We weren't. <clears throat> so we would, so just, we would wait at Larry Parker's. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be the first ones at Larry Parker's. How about that? Make it look like we went out tonight. Right. <laughs> yeah, we were so dumb. We had, you know, girls get dressed up. They have on high heels. Their hair done. We got on Adidas sweatsuit. We got on a, yeah, and and sneakers. That we're like, what? What's the problem? Oh, we don't. Oh, oh yeah. no, that's not how. That's not how it's done. Oh, well, they we got two ponytails in our hair. You know what I'm saying? We got buns. These girls got. <laughs> Damn. But you, I just had a conversation with some men the other day. I said because back in the day, men used to correct young girls yeah yeah you know the easy e the dr dre the doc um the snoop dog they would pull up yeah. and look at us and say go home yeah and we'd be like what they'd be like go home you don't belong here yeah 
quick walk by and just laugh and be like, it's past your curfew. <laughs> yep. Oh, my God. How many times have we heard that one? Oh, that's also, cool. You know, the, the Mark Curry's, the hanging with Mr. Cooper? Um, yep. And he would literally follow my car to the freeway to make sure that we were on our way home and then call him. Yep, he sure was. <laughs> Oh, the Los he, Angeles. He pulled me. He pulled me out of a club one time, dude. That, like, like I was his daughter. Like he pulled me out, and I was like, dude, like, no, actually, this time I'm old enough to be in here. Well, you don't look like it. Going home, start going home. And Wait. He, he meant it, and that's what men yeah. do. What happened to that? Men don't do yeah. that to young girls anymore. Well, no, now they're scooping them up and taking them home, and yeah, yeah I just, you know, that's I thought you needed to be in a bed. The Los Wait, Angeles, what? the Los Angeles celebrity men must have been way different than Chicago celebrity men because I don't know those same. Don't well, know yeah, those we, things. we didn't grow up with R. Kelly. <laughs> See, uh, <laughs> we are so not gonna go there. <laughs> oh, she, oh, she, she, she was around, she was around the two. Yeah, she know Kels. She know. Come on, man. Damn. She was around everything I was around, Courtney. Damn. Like that's my eighth boom coon right here. Damn. Yep. Damn, <laughs> that's crazy. Oh yeah. man. I mean, but I think men, please, Courtney, tell your boys like we need to get back to that. My daughter needs those kind of men around her that yeah. will send her home. Wait, so Cherry, let me tell you. Let me tell you a good story though, just to make you feel good. So, um, I took Cassie to Sundance with me last year. Okay. Okay. And um, that's her daughter. And. I, I don't know if it was last year or the year before. So we went to Sundance and she was, she's grown now. So Cassie wanted to hang out at the club, whatever, and go to all the little parties, whatever. And so initially, you know, I'll do it for like five minutes, but then I'm going home because I want to go play a video game. Um, so we went to the club and we were with a bunch of friends, uh, you know, industry friends of mine or whatever. And I told them, I was like, all right, so I'm about to leave. And I told Cassie, let's go. She was like, no, mama, I think I want to stay. And I was like, let me check with everybody. Make sure it's good. You guys good? Y'all got her? No, we got her. Sure, you're fine. Okay, cool. Because we are in a different state. Like, this is not, you know, just leave your children. Okay. She's like, all right. So <clears throat> I go, go to my hotel. Cassie goes out with them. They all get completely drunk, whatever. Uh, at one point, they say, let's go from that one club. They're sitting out of, at their little booth or whatever. They say, let's go. They start walking to the door. Cassie forgets she left her jacket at the at the table, goes back to the table. They're all drunk, so they already hopped in a car and left. They don't realize that they left Cassie, okay? So Cassie's sitting in her little booth. Her booth is next to um, another celebrity's. Uh, and so the celebrity sitting at her table, looks over and sees her, and was like, why are you sitting by yourself? <clears throat> and she was like, I think um, all of my mom's friends just left. <laughs> And so, <laughs> and he can tell that she's drunk or whatever. So he was like, well, who's your mom? And she was like, sure. And he was like, okay, I'm gonna need you to come over here, sit at my table. I'm gonna make sure you get home. Uh-huh. And I'm gonna tell you right now that little John took my little drunk ass daughter wow. back to, to his space, called me and had his security bring her to my hotel, which was like 30 minutes away from where he was staying. He was like, Char, I just wanted to let you know I got your baby. She's good. I'm going to send her, you know, home to you and make sure you're good. So I'm saying that to say, Cherry, they're not all gone because Lil John made sure that that Cassie was good. You know what I'm saying? Thank God. Like, Luther Campbell watched my ass when I was a kid. Yeah. 
See, we uh, us from the outside looking in, we would never think to hear a story like that about Lil John or Luke or you know, we would never think to hear that. That's and because that's the thing, like everybody thinks they know them, but you just you know their Hollywood persona. You don't know them as people. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. they're they're awesome ass dudes. Yeah, great man. Thank you, Little John. Yeah. yeah. Story could have went totally different. I could be looking for it. It really could have, because apparently dudes were like walking by trying to, and he shut it all down. Like, mm-mm, nope, mm-mm. Thank Come God. Sit over here, baby girl. Wow. That's Thank cool. God. That's cool. Thank God. And thank you, Char. I appreciate you. You know, you came to play with your covenant, and you always support everything I do. That means a lot to me. Always. Always. If you were if you were selling farts, man, I'd buy one. I'd probably give it back to you later, but I would buy it just to support you. Because that's how we roll. I appreciate it. I really, really do. And we're going to puff the hell out of this. So when, when, when you get a chance, can you make us a commercial? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and literally, like, don't just pump it up because it's mine. Like, like I said, these products on the market right now are out here killing us, dude. Everybody's uh-huh. coming up with cancer and all this other stuff, and they're trying to wonder why. Look, at, Just pick up a bottle of your 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 shower gel and, and see what's in that mess. Try to read it. Try to, uh, try to read it. How about that? Try to read it. You know, look, pick up a bottle of your lotion and just try and read what's in it. And then you wonder why all these people are getting sick from all these different things. Like, this stuff is natural. It's reasonably priced because I feel like everybody deserves to be healthy. Everybody deserves a little taste of the best. And that's what this stuff is. I'm super, super proud of it, man. And I did it to change not only my family's lives, but everybody else, you know. I'm gonna pump it up because I've been using your bath bombs and the baby uses the bath bombs. <laughs> my skin yeah. is super duper sensitive and I can't- Because use- I put all the best oils in the stuff I make, dude. Like I don't use any garbage, man. It's all the best of the best. And that's just that. And and so that's that part of the line. Um, later this year, I got the CBD stuff coming out, too. And that's a full 25 product skincare line. Um, everything that's like healing, because people don't understand the power of CBD. And hopefully we can educate more people on that, too. So we'll come back. Promise you'll yeah. come back. I will, for sure. Absolutely. Thank you. This is such an honor to talk with, you know, talk with you because I've been like I said I've been a fan and you just made me remember about all the other like I said anything after 2003 I don't remember or know but all that stuff the 90s that's 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 that stuff is like so nostalgic to me so thank you for uh, letting me be part of this anytime and thank you so much for supporting both me and Cherry you know through our careers that means a lot welcome to Cherry's world Would you like to advertise on Cherry's World and have your product placed on Cherry's social media for the world to see? Email us now at cherriesworldpodcast at gmail.com for low introductory rates. Cherry's World Podcast. Get heard. That's just, that's just crazy to me. Like, I just, I know, I just never, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. I mean, cause like I said, like I just literally just watched, I think they replayed Moesha 
you know. And I know I know you guys. I, I hate to always like just keep you in family matters and her and Moesha and stuff. But that's what like I remember. You know what I mean? Like that's the stuff that I just remember the most. And like I and I and I get to see that stuff again. And it's just like wow, it's just crazy. And like I said, both of you guys played the hell out of that role of both of your roles. You know, I think you both were like uh, the star. Uh, Brandy and um, the other girls are best friends, and both of you guys played the hell out of those roles. You know what I mean? So it's crazy. Yeah, I look, I'm on Countess. I mean, Laura. <laughs> I can't remember nobody's stage name. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, Countess. That's right, Countess. Countess Vaughn. Yeah, That's I played her cousin That's on the Parkers. That's right. That's right. And Nisi, of course, went over to the Parkers. She, I'm telling you, she got to do everything. So she came over to the park as well? As well? She was on the park. I believe she even got to do girlfriends. Wow. So, so, so she said every, basically everything in UPN. So was UPN set up like the way you said, like um, Family Matters and Jamie Foxx show and all that stuff was set up? What, what was I think it? so at one point they were. Where exactly they were, I couldn't tell you because I wasn't there, I was at work at the same time. Oh, okay. But I know where her set was and I know where Moesha, I mean, where um, the Parkers was, because I did the Parkers. Wow. But besides from those two shows, I don't know. I didn't work on the other ones. I was on the other side of town. Man, I just couldn't even imagine living in L.A. The, the fact that you girls lived in L L.A., survived L.A., that just, that's just amazing to me, because I know the times I've been out there, I'm like, man, I would just die out here. <laughs> There's no way I could. Man. <laughs> I mean, Chicago's, you know, ain't no punk either, but then ain't L.A. <laughs> you know, L.A. is, it, people watch a lot of TV, <laughs> and so they think it's like what they see on TV. Yeah. L.A. was very kind to me, I can say, and there was no hood that I felt like I couldn't go to, and there wasn't a hood that I didn't go to. Wow. It was just like, for me, Landon, I think I told you this before, everybody had a, a Benz. Everybody hit a, and I and I ran into Toyota Avalon, and I like I'm thinking I'm doing some shit. And nobody I'm, had a Benz. Not everybody had a Benz. I proudly drove a Toyota Camry. Anybody in LA can tell you, Cherry Johnson in the '90s had a black Toyota Camry. It was a 1994 XLE, and it was all paid for. The day I left out of the lot, and I thought I was doing big shit. Well, you were just smart, yeah. you know. You were smart, but I know when I was on the what's that? What's that? The 405 or whatever, man. Yeah. Every I turn to my left, there's a there's a, a Lexus. I turn to my right, there's a Benz. There's a BMW in front of me. I'm like, that's true. Does anybody drive a regular car? Like, you don't see that kind of stuff in, in Chicago like that, you know? They, they actually clowned me a lot. Cause they'd be like, when we pulled up at Family Matters, the rest of them had BMWs, Vipers. Their cars would change all the time. I had the same Toyota Camry for 13 years and was proud of it. Yeah. Because my car ran. But I, did, I did have a stint ride with my sports car thing. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I had a little Lambo and stuff like that. So I had some fun times too in LA. But I've always been very, you know, I'm, I'm a hood chick, man. I didn't have to live in the hood, thank God, because I got a good job and got out. But yeah. I have that same mentality. Hey, is she from, um, uh, I don't know if you want me to say this on the, on the thing. Is she from Pittsburgh too? I can edit it out. No, you. she's from Boston. Ah. You can say that, you don't have to edit it. She's from Boston. Oh, okay. So y'all y'all both moved out to LA around the same time? Beantown. She was actually there before I was. 
Oh, okay. Damn. And your grandmother that y'all was talking about, where did she stay? My grandmother, she's in heaven now. Okay. She's in heaven. That's okay. She, she died uh, last year, Mother's Day. So oh. Mother's Day was the anniversary of my grandma's death. Damn, sorry to hear that. That's okay, Alzheimer's. Um, you know, my grandmother, when you're there and you're present and they know that they were loved by you, Mm-hmm. It makes it a little easier when they're gone. She had prepared me for her death for a very long time. My grandmother had 18 heart attacks. Oh, she had triple bypass surgery. She had eight kids and was a cancer survivor. So she was the strongest woman I've ever met in my life. Yeah. Really? Unfortunately, she died uh, two months after I left LA. I didn't get to say bye to her. But she had already said bye to me in different ways. Like she always wore this ring. Yeah. And when my daughter was born, my daughter happens to be, um, her birthstone is a ruby. So my grandmother had never taken that ring off her finger except for maybe when she was in the hospital. And she used to always hand it to me and she used to tell me, when I die, this ring is yours. Well, when I had my daughter, my grandmother took it off her hands and said, this goes to the baby, you take it. And I said, no, Grammy. It's your ring. And she said, no, baby, it doesn't belong to me anymore. It's for the baby. And so my grandmother had prepared me very much for her being gone. And I don't feel, I miss her and I love her. Right, right. But I hear her every day. And my daughter is definitely a splitting image of her. And so it makes it a little easier. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She She lived in LA as well? She did it first, okay. but she moved there, yes. Can't live far from your grandma, man. You gotta keep right. Tell me about it. Tell me about it. <laughs> Tell me about it. The <laughs> game, the, now that the gamer shit is really what threw me off. Like I wasn't expecting to hear that. She's very intelligent. Yeah. And she she's always been like that. Like when you were looking for her as a teenager, she was in her room. Oh, okay. I was the one that was like, let's hit the street. Let's go out. I want to, I had stuff to do. Yeah. And she was like, hold on, I'm watching this movie. I'm like, man, don't nobody want to see that movie? (laughs) (laughs) Is you in it? She was like, no. Am I in it? Who's in it? I don't know the people. I'm going to sleep. (laughs) I'll drop all the way to her house and end up asleep because she wanted to finish watching the movie or playing the game. Damn. I was trying to go out to eat and hit the street. Did you? Did, so did you, you? She calls them LB. So were you, were you like? I know that y'all are on different sets, but like, did y'all know? Did you know him too? Lamont was actually supposed to be my boyfriend in the first film that I produced called Seventy Five. Really? Unfortunately, he passed, and one of his best friends and mine uh, took his place, and that's Antoine Tanner. Lamont and I had big plans when I decided that I was going to start producing that we were going to do at least five or six films together and we never got to do it. Damn. Yeah, that was my heart, man. Good dude. Damn. And um, the, I was going to ask about the, the Merlin Santana, because I remember like it seemed like him and Merlin Santana, they all, it's like both happened close to each other, I remember. Merlin, yeah. Merlin, um, neither one of them sit right with me. Merlin's hurts, I think, a little bit more 
Then LB does, I mean, LB was a car accident. You right, know, car accident. That happens. And, and not saying it makes it better. Right, right, right. But stuff happens. Merlin was set up by some chick. And um, oh. Merlin was murdered. I remember that. You know, and that, that, that doesn't sit right with me. Wow. Oh, that hurts. I mean, LB hurts too, but Merlin really, it just, it hurts. Can, can I ask you, I know this is going to sound quick, but how'd you know, like, how'd you know Merlin? Because I know we, I never seen y'all work together. Did y'all work together? Wasn't Merlin on Hanging with Mr. Cooper or something? I remember he, he's on Steve Harvey's show. He's on the Bill Cosby show. He's that's that's that. what I remember off memory. Okay, well, probably because he used to hang out. Well, if he was on the Cosby show, then that means that he used to hang out with the little homie who played Bud. Yeah. So I thought both of them did um, Hey, Mr. Cooper, which actually shot next door to Family Matters. Oh, shit. And that's how I met them because I told you. It was like, you know, you you be in a parking lot. I was a young girl. There's some brothers named Thor. I'm gonna find out who they is. Damn, that's crazy, man. All that talent around, that's just crazy. Yeah, we grew up around each other, you know, and if he was with Dion, Dion and I kind of grew up with each other, so Which one's Dion? I'm sorry. That's the, the one that played Bud on oh. the comedy show, Dion. Wow. I'm sorry. Damn. Damn, that's crazy. Uh, we all grew up around the same time. Then you got to think, okay, so I knew Raven when she did the comedy show, but then she was on Hanging with Mr. Cooper, and that was right next door. So Raven was the baby. Hey, when you were around all those people at that time, did, uh-huh. did, did any of them ever say, let me get an autograph, or did you ever say, let me get an autograph? It was just like, we all Both cool. Were my friends. Wow. Just like, you know, when you was in school, you had recess, right? Yeah. So we had a basketball hoop outside. That was our recess. So when we go outside, that's who we play with. That was that was our recess buddies. <laughs> that's the best way I can put it for you. You know, we got a 15, 20 minute break. Who do you hang out with? The Smallettes, because they work in next door this week. You know, like the whole family journey, Jesse, Jesse, Jojo, Jazz, Jockey. That's who you go outside and you hang out with because that's who's there. Merlin's there, Dion's there, Raven's there. Um, the kids from what's that show? Step by step. Oh yeah. Those those become your friends. Hmm. And you know what I really like though that you said that you and Sharf went out for the same part, and it was like no no hate no hate amongst y'all. You know what I mean? Y'all support each other no matter what. Like that was cool. You know you don't hear that. Dude, we used to go in the same car because we didn't both have gas money. <laughs> we was kids. So it'd be like, you know, my mama gave me $20. Who gonna drive? Oh, I drive this week, I'll drive this week. And then we go out and eat. And then we go, we go end up at each other's house anyway. So we would be at the audition or we'd meet at the audition. We'd go out to eat. We were in lines together. Yeah. Dang. We were just happy. One of, if one of us got it, we felt like we both won. Both got it. That's cool. Yeah. Because I, I thought, cause you know, you, you hear about it being so competitive. So it's, it's when you hear someone being like, you know, you know, congrats, you know, you like, hey, you know, you got it, good, good, whatever. Like, you know, you know, from the outside looking in, you would think it would be more like competitive, like, bitch, how you get my part? You know, that's why I was. Some people 
are like that. But the way I figure it is what God has for you is for you and nobody can take that from you. Yeah. And if me and her got it, we won. The family's won. Family got it, right. Okay. You know, and so it doesn't matter. I'm the kind of person where I'll walk in an audition and I'll tell everybody when I leave, break a leg. I want to see one of those women that I love and that I'm, I like watching black women win. I just told Tiffany Haddish today, she's a fool. I was excited because she liked my comment on Instagram. I told her today, I'm so proud of you. Damn. She's been trying for so long and she's finally winning. How yeah. could I look at her and say, bitch? I have to look at her and say, go boo. Right. Do that shit. You know what I'm saying? She, she a full stage quit walking and stuff. Like she's having fun and enjoying her life and she is making me proud. Yeah. And I was geeked up. She, she liked my comment. Damn. You know what I'm saying? She's softly. I feel like everybody else. I'm a fan. Hey, that's cool. That's cool. Welcome to Cherry's World. Nice buns. Soft, fluffy, and ultra low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious ultra low net carb bread with incredible taste and texture. Hero Bread has zero grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving. Plus, high in fiber with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Order from Hero.co now and get 10% off your first purchase with promo code AH10. That's 10% off with code AH10. H-E-R-O dot C-O. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.